Good morning, everybody. We have a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up two and a quarter at 5.22. November soybean futures up 14 and a half at 12.84 and a quarter. September Chicago wheat up nine and three quarters at 6.50 and a half. September Kansas City wheat up 12 cents at 6.21. September spring wheat up 17 and a half cents at 8.25 and a half. Uh, thank you for tuning in if you're listening on the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website. Click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner for $49 a month, guys. I offer a subscription service. It includes a ton of information. Daily, uh, My daily newsletter goes out every morning at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. That's an email. It includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of, all my grain marketing recommendations, all sorts of interesting charts, graphics, information, that sort of stuff. There's a text message service that goes along with this. I'm doing subscriber-only videos and content just about every day of the week. Uh, Sundays here during the summer, I've been doing a weather video every Sunday, which uh, I'll kind of tell you that what's going on in the weather, what the forecasts look like, what it means for the markets potentially. This is a monthly subscription. It can be canceled at absolutely any time, so certainly check that out. To get into uh, the news here this morning, there was a U.S. Supreme Court decision uh, released on Friday that essentially ruled in favor of oil refiners uh, uh, in the case of of uh, biofuels. Uh, in particular, the case involves specifically refiners in Wyoming, Utah, and Oklahoma. Refineries in these states were granted extensions by the Supreme Court on previously granted waivers. So biofuel and corn groups not happy with this decision, which could uh, very well set precedent for future rulings. The Renewable Fuels Association and the National Corn Growers said in a statement that they were extremely disappointed in this uh, unfortunate decision from the Supreme Court. Traders continue to discuss the possibility of essentially a weakened RFS and this indication or reports, you know, from the Biden administration uh, or, or newswire sources uh, indicating that the Biden administration may go ahead with some additional exemptions or waivers or declarations. So this is all kind of bad news for biofuels and for the RFS. And again, could set some precedent for additional rulings. So I think that there is some concern here. You know, the corn market sold off on this news on Friday. Bean oil futures traded limit down at one point on Friday, which I think uh, helped to pull the um, uh, soybean futures lower as well. Fund traders continue to peel back length in the row crop markets. Funds were net long only 80,000 contracts of soybeans at last Tuesday's close, according to Friday's CFTC report. That is the smallest net long in the soybean market since August, or I'm sorry, since October of last year, um, I believe. And um, the net long in the bean market peaked at 231,000 contracts. Um, that's when it peaked. It was in October of last year. Uh, it's, it's the smallest net long since August of last year. Sorry about that. Uh, funds still long a hefty amount of corn, 243,000 contracts at Tuesday's close. So the funds really have peeled back their positions here in the soybean market in particular. I, I would call that it's it's not an extreme net long historically like it was. Corn, I, I'd say, is still uh, very heavy, certainly. Funds are modestly short the SRW wheat market. Some areas of the Corn Belt saw extremely heavy rains over the weekend. There is a band here, and I'll put this uh, slide on my screen. There was a band of extremely heavy rains that moved across um, 
of this big wide stretch here from North Texas through Oklahoma, Southeast Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana into Michigan. There were pockets here that caught six, eight, 10 inches of rain locally. I mean, that's not the rule that, that those, that was very isolated, but a lot of this stuff saw two to four and that's a very wide band. Um, based on, on reports that I've seen and heard from customers, I, I think this was mostly beneficial for crop development. Now, obviously if you got flooded out, that's bad news, but, uh, I, I think in general, this is a beneficial deal. Now there's some additional rain headed for some of these areas, which, may not necessarily be the best thing. Um, you look at, at some of these areas of Missouri, for example, there's gotta be some areas here that are just gonna turn way too wet. But the rains are, are not quite as heavy in, in most of Illinois moving forward, barring these Western areas. Um, you can see here moving forward, guys, in regard to weather and the forecast now, you've got this divide here. Central and Eastern areas of the Corn Belt are going to remain wet, but then you've got the Western Corn Belt and the Northern Plains that are gonna stay on the dry side. Really not a whole lot of rain at all for Iowa, uh, barring the far Eastern, Southeastern area uh, over the next seven days. Nebraska mostly dry the next seven days. Dakotas, Southern Minnesota dry the next uh, seven days. So I think that traders in general are going to start to reduce their yield ideas for the Western Corn Belt and for the Northern Plains, while potentially increasing yield ideas for uh, Central Corn Belt, Eastern Corn Belt, uh, Southern areas, Southern Plains. Um, so how does that balance out at the end of the day? Nobody knows, but I think that that's probably what people are, are going to start thinking here. And we'll see an update on crop ratings from uh, the government here this afternoon. Here's your uh, six to 10 day, more of the same here. Um, kind of drier for the western corn belt northern plains and and more normal for the eastern corn belt so it's it's kind of the, of a of a similar deal here in that you've got that separation in the uh the forecasts and in the patterns um additional news uh this morning usda of course we have our uh, planted acreage report um, and grain stocks that'll be out Wednesday morning. This report has the potential to result in significant market volatility. There are there there is a wide range of guesses uh, for both acreage and stocks. I don't know exactly what the market is trading. The the market and the newswire surveys are two different things. But uh, be prepared for some volatility on Wednesday. We'll talk about that here a little bit more as. Uh, uh, the next couple of days. Wednesday is also first notice day for July grain futures. So if you have some uh, positions there, make sure you take a look. We had a cattle on feed report on Friday. I'd say it was mostly neutral, maybe a little bit friendly. The, the cattle on feed number came in right at 100%, basically. Uh, placements a little bit lower than expectations at 93. Marketing's pretty much on par with expectations. So we'll see how we open up there today. In the outside markets, we've got the S&P up about three points. It Posted a record high close on Friday. The Dow Jones is down 26. U.S. dollars up a little bit. Bonds are up a little bit. Uh, crude oil is down six cents in the August WTI at 73.99. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.